Today is Friday, March 12, 2010, and this is Make It So. We are the Borg. Captain, they've adapted. Lower your shields and surrender your ships. Get off my bridge. We will add your biological and technological distinctiveness to our own. Don't let them touch you! Your culture will adapt to service us. Resistance is futile. What? Your futures end. Assimilate this. I am the beginning, the end, the one who is many. Welcome back to Make It So. This is episode 8. I'm Charlie Plain, and with me, as usual, is Mr. Neil Timmons. Good day, everybody. I hope you all found our podcast okay. Our previous feed provider has apparently died, so we've created a new feed for you. Hopefully everybody's picked it up just fine, and you'll be getting new episodes regularly without having to jump through a bunch of hoops. Neil, the game has changed, wouldn't you agree? The game is very, very different than it was just just a short week ago. In in phase one, there were four teams. We had the Bajorans, who were competing against the Cardassians. And we had the Romulans, who were competing against the Klingon. The former enemies have merged into two new teams. So that means the Bajoran and the Cardassian teams have combined to create the six-member Federation team. And the Klingons and the Romulans have combined to create the evil Borg faction. I mean, the Borg faction. And they will be competing against the Federation. With the teams being combined, now we have a whole new challenge. But not just a single challenge. Now we have an overarching story that's going to challenge the teams for weeks to come. For those of you who may not have read the post or the article, this next set of challenges is going to be combined at the end. And the end result will be that each team will have created a 45-card virtual expansion that we will present to the judges and to the public will ultimately determine the final eliminations and who is going to play in the final phase. The teams are required to put several things in their expansions. They know some, they've been hinted at others, and they don't know even more. So it's, it's going to be a challenge for the teams logistically and procedurally because they're going to have to be adaptable and be willing to go back and change their plans at a moment's notice, based on what the next challenge is going to be. In the beginning, they're going to have a lump of cards to design, and in the middle, they're going to have a lump of cards to design, and in the end, they're going to have a lump of cards to design, and throughout the entire challenge, they're going to have to adhere to some specific rules, such as number of specific cards to design, or, or they're going to have to create a certain cycle of cards. The cycle of cards, of course, We'll be able to arc over the different challenges, but the cycle is going to definitely have to be there by the end of the challenge. So they're going to have multiple requirements that span over these challenges to create their final set that will be presented to the judges to figure out which team ultimately wins the last team challenge. Each challenge is going to give them something to do. But then across all of the challenges, they're going to have to meet their own objectives that they've set for the challenge. So if, if one of the teams chooses to support Bajoran resistance, for example, in, in this expansion, they're going to need to find ways to do that throughout 
the challenges that are presented. Because I can tell you right now that none of the challenges are going to be support Bajoran resistance. So within the six challenges that they're going to get, they have to make sure that they're supporting their own goals and meeting the results of the challenge. Those goals won't be held against them until the very end. So they're going to have to juggle a lot. And they're definitely, the teams are going to have to work. They're going to have to work harder than they did in the first phase to actually meet the requirements of this challenge. In addition to that, the goals will most likely not coincide with the current challenge. Just as a basic example, the final challenge is going to require the teams to create at least one dilemma, at least one equipment, at least one event, one interrupt, one personnel, and one ship. Well, if you go through the challenges and the challenge does not require to create one of those cards, you may or may not need to do it. However, by the end of the challenge, you will have had to create one of those cards or you're going to fail the final challenge because you didn't adhere to the final rules, even if you did adhere to the specific challenge rules. The cards that they create are going to have to fulfill not only the specific challenge rules, but they're going to have to think long term, and they're going to have to think about the entire set rules as well, so that they make sure when we get to the end that they've not violated any rules or not broken any problems. Well, one of the criticisms that was leveled on us during Phase 1 was that we didn't have a lot of guest judges. Believe it or not, it's not as easy to line up guest judges as as a lot of people think. It's it's a pretty decent time investment to be a judge on Make It So. However, we're going to do our best to bring you as many guest judges as we can throughout Phase 2. Today, we actually do have a guest judge for you. The guest judge this week is none other than the game... John Corbett himself. How are you doing, John? I'm doing great. Been playing a lot of Trek lately? Yeah, our usual, every two weeks, our league tournaments. Corbett is probably one of the best Trek players in our entire world. He's been playing this game for darn near a decade now. He's just got such a command of the game here. It's going to be fantastic listening to John talk about this challenge and talk about some of the cards that he sees. John, what kind of decks have you been playing lately? Play a lot of Cardassian, and uh, I was using the new original uh, original series personnel from the the new set. How has your turnout been for your tournaments? It's been a little slow lately. We're about five to seven people. Is that typical for this time of year for you, or have you noticed that you're pulling less people than you did last year, or or more people than you're pulling last year? We, we seem to be losing one person every year. I noticed in the last three or four years. I don't know if that's a Aside, but I think this thing overall, CCGs in general are on a decline. But then we have we still have our big events up in Jersey where we draw eight to ten people. But our regular standard tournaments, we generally draw five to six people, depending on on what week it is or what's going on. Make it so is all about card design and learning the skills that Brad and the design team look for when they are putting together good cards. What qualities are important to you when looking at cards as a experienced player? When it comes to designing, uh, I like like it better when they keep uh, the kiss philosophy. Uh, keep it simple, stupid. I'm not a big fan. I've noticed the trend lately of the Star Wars phenomenon of every personnel having an ability, and I, I just don't agree with that that line of thought. I think we need more simple cards to help the uh, V format and just uh, for, for new players 
he don't have access to old cars. I think we just need, you know, more standard missions, more non-unique personnel. You know, I don't think every personnel needs uh, uh, four lines of text underneath their skills. Other than the fact that you'd like to see more personnel and missions without abilities, what screams bad card to you? What what type of things do you see on cards that make you concerned? Well, second edition, right now, uh, I think the game really needs to protect the, the dilemma pile. By that, I mean anything that modifies, uh, takes away from world and cost. Um, the dilemma pile is the, the base of the game. And if you uh, make cards that allow avoid your opponent's dilemma pile, I think that's not good. We have to make sure that uh, you, you have to go through an opponent's dilemma pile to win the game. The good factions or the tier one factions in the game right now are the factions that have easy missions and great people. What screams out to you, this is a good card that I really want to play? The last card that I was really excited to see was uh, Central Command. The reason for that is it finally made... A bad affiliation, good. That's why I've been playing Cardassian a lot. You know, they just simply, they just simply could not get past based on this. Now they can. So anytime they they make a card to make a a, a, a crappy affiliation not crappy anymore, uh, I'm all for it. Speaking of affiliations, Brad is on the record as saying that he thinks that Second Edition has too many as it is. What are your thoughts on that? That would be one of the few times I agree with Brad. I think Second Edition needs to focus on strengthening some of the lesser affiliations right now before moving on to Smula. There are lots of affiliations that are clearly Tier 1 and very powerful. And there are a bunch of affiliations that are very clearly Tier 2 and not very powerful. And instead of focusing on bringing new affiliations or new strategies into the game, there's a lot we can do to bring the lower affiliations up so that they're competitive with everybody else in the game. We've made too many compromises already, too many retreats. They invade our space, and we fall back. They assimilate entire worlds, and we fall back. Not again. The line must be drawn here! This far, no farther. I will make them pay for what they've done. I think that a lot of players agree with you, but one of the affiliations that people often request make an appearance is the Zindi. The Zindi are the main bad guys that were introduced in the third season of Enterprise. Did you watch Enterprise, John? And, and specifically, did you watch the third season? More like I suffered through this season. Uh, in my opinion, that is singularly the worst season of any Star Trek show ever. This is where John and I disagree. I thought the Zindi were fantastic bad guys. What about the third season do you think made it the worst season of any season of Star Trek? Sadly, they took the, the mold from uh, season six of DS9 and turned it into a, a long soap opera, which I'm not a fan of. I like when Star Trek episodes are, are, are stand, stands alone. I'm not a fan of uh, soap operas. I wasn't a fan of them as bad guys. It was the underlining early 2000s, you know, with the torture, and is it okay? It was kind of like a play on the, the current events, and it just didn't... It, I don't know if it was even edgy enough. They tried to be, but it just didn't sell. As we mentioned when Phase 2 started, one of the major components of this project for the teams is going to be creating the Zindi in 2nd Edition. Now, as a number of people will be disappointed, we are not going to be adding them as a new affiliation. And that means the the 99.9% .9 most logical way to add them to the game is to add them as non-aligned 
Challenge number five is to create the Zindi. All right, Jobbers, you've got to create your vision of the Zindi without creating a new affiliation. You must create at least one equipment, event, or interrupt, one personnel, and one ship. And you must create exactly nine cards. Well, and, and here's the thing. You know, it's exactly nine cards. You, you could pretty easily make, you know, double that out of the Zindi characters and ships and, and situations from the third season. Limiting it to nine is actually going to be kind of tough. All right, John, so if you were going to do this, if you were going to design these cards, what would you be thinking right now? Well, with a ship, I think you'd go with uh, the Aquatics. I remember the Zindi, even though I try not to. Uh, they, they seem to be the most advanced set of all the species of Zindi, so you could give them a ship that has, like, range eight that could actually be playable. The personnel, there's, like, the, the ants and then the lizards. I guess they should have, like... In my mind, I would make them have negative effects if they're present with the Starfleet. And then, like, the other ones, the primates, and I think you would give them positive effects when they're with the Starfleet personnel. But uh, this is all right off the top of my head. Would you not try to create their battleship weapon? No, I think I, as a ship, I'd steer away from it. Maybe as an event, kind of like um, the, the Nexus. That would be more, it would be a little bit more play in the game. Okay, John, so you're going to be one of the judges. You're going to be one of the five deciding factors for these teams. Do you have any advice for these guys as they sit down to create their Zindi, or is there anything in particular that you're going to be looking for that the other judges might not be? Well, I don't like to see anything over the top. I already said that I'm not a fan of uh, personnel with a lot of text. Uh, it doesn't mean they, they, don't have, they, they can't do anything, but I just don't like to see uh, Sometimes you try, they try to do uh, too much. So uh, I just like things that are, you know, smooth, look good, and, uh, you know, still have a trick flavor to them. That's all we have for you today. We are very excited to see how Phase 2 goes. The teams have been working diligently at planning what they can plan. And now we've given them challenge number 5, and they will have to turn in their Zindi cards. And this entire challenge has changed now that the teams have been combined, and they're now fighting against one other, one other team instead of waiting to see how the other teams are going to fare. Absolutely, it is direct competition. We will be back, the three of us will be back next week to talk about the entries. In the meantime, I'm Charlie Plain. And I'm Neil Timmons. And this is the game, John Corbett. And the immortal words of Captain John Luke Picard make it so. Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License.
For more information, visit www.creativecommons.org. Some of the music in today's podcast is brought to you podsafe free from Mebio's Music Alley. For more information, visit www.musicalley.com. Make it so. The search for the next assistant game designer is brought to you by the Continuing Committee, home of the first and second edition Star Trek CCG. For more information, please visit www.treckcc.org, www.trekcc.org. The Borg Federation. The Borg Federation, really? Shit.